You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Welcome to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. I'm here uh, with Steve and Vicky Orsillo. As always, welcome guys. Hey guys, guys. how are you? Hello. We are uh, just off of a full weekend at our kids' mud run. Which you sound so excited. What was it? Was exciting. <laughs> it was. Wasn't a, it? it really was exciting. Yes. We you sound like you're exhausted. <laughs> we're it all a little bit sleepy. The but best event of the year. Yeah, it was amazing. It was a wonderful time. We had um, we had 2,800 signed up. We probably had 2,000 run, and um, we're trying to figure out the numbers. We think there was like six to seven thousand people out there. And we, this this year we had our mayor, our assemblyman, and our congressman out there, and um, it was great. It was just uh, it, the weather was seventy five and gorgeous. It was. Jesus you, really loved us. You had a little rain to keep it muddy. It was, oh my goodness! Yeah. It rained from the time we were basically done on Saturday, right, to all night long it poured, which is if you know Northern California in June, that does not happen usually. And it rained until through church, and then about eleven o'clock it stopped, and the mud run was at two. Yeah. It was fabulous. What a fun weekend. Perfect time to dry. Yeah. yeah, it was great. What needed to dry. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So we uh, we had a blast. The kids had a lot of fun, and we got oh, to awesome. share the gospel with people. And it was it Wasn't was Kenny Malone, our, pa- our pastor friend uh, from a different church in Oroville, was the MC, and he was just fabulous. Marvelous, yeah. He was great. Thanks, Kenny. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's all packed away now pretty much and we move on it's to what's up, next huh? yeah lights of hope next yeah let's not talk about that yet though <laughs> lights of hope coming on christmas is let's just enjoy for a few six minutes. months away yeah isn't that amazing that christmas is already six months seven but seven, yeah yeah but december that whole season's like yeah. oh. oh gosh <laughs> anyway yeah anywho so let's uh let's look at uh First John, we can continue forward. So we're in First John chapter four, verse seven onwards. I know that one. First yeah. John four seven and eight. No. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's a song, you know. It's a song. Yeah. Do you want to sing it for no, us? No, no, I just did. Okay. <laughs> All right, beloved, let us. Oh, I'm in the wrong version. Let us love one Sorry, let me just switch to this the right translation. Yeah. There we go. Is there a right translation? Uh, <laughs> according to you, there is. <laughs> <laughs> you were in the wrong one last week. I know. Yeah, okay. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. By this, the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, so that we might be, we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he has loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this, we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. We have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. There you go. That's, uh, you know, this is, this passage is kind of the, you know, John's message in a nutshell, right? We see it in his, in his gospel and we see it here. And 
we, we've been talking about this a little while, but I just wanted to continue this just this conversation of of love, like Jesus. You oh know, boy, tall order. You know. Yeah. So, Steve, what is there anything you wanted to just say from the scripture itself? Well, it's very specific. It it is always quoted almost as a Sunday school, hmm. you know, for children loving, and children love so specially, you yeah. know. So it is used for that, but we ignore that it says if you don't love, you don't know God. I think that knowing what love is should be a pretty drastic uh, idea in our world. We should we should really want to know what love is so that we can know God, yeah. and you know, and God know us. And if you don't love, you don't love you don't know God. Mm. So what is John saying love is? It certainly isn't the same as, and I kill this dead horse, but loving your coffee. It's not the same. You know, what we use as a word for love doesn't mean love. It means I really, I like this coffee more than I like other coffees. You know, it doesn't mean we love it. What does he mean? What is John talking about love? Because the love he's talking about is the manifestation of God to us. It's how he's manifested to us in that, in us how God's seen in us and how people are supposed to see God in us is a love that we need to define and describe and I think that you know Jesus's um, parable of the 25th chapter of Matthews um, the sheeps and the goats where he says I was hungry and you fed me not I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink I was naked and afraid and you did not clothe me you know and i was in prison and you did not visit me yeah and it's like both sides both the sheeps and the goats had the same answer they said when you know they're like like us today like when when did we see god and he says well when you saw the least of these my brothers as you did so unto them you were doing it for me and that's the same answer for both if you're doing good to the least of these you're loving jesus if you're and that by definition is loving the least of these Mm -hmm. if you're not doing good to the least of these then you're not loving jesus and that by definition is not loving the least of these so therefore by john's words here you don't know god and people claim to know god all the time i had a guy the other day talk to me about his wives he's on his fourth wife who's divorcing him he said, I said, oh, man, I'm so sorry. Because to me, I'm saying he's telling me things are horrible in his life. And they've been horrible many times because divorce is this tearing and ripping. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he was happy about it. <laughs> no, I got we got from each other what God intended for a season. Now we're moving on. And he was honestly, you know, preaching Christianese at me about four divorces being God's will and God's plan for his wow. life. And that he benefited and she benefited. All four of them benefited. Well, I imagine you talk to those women, it's not going to be the same story. I don't think. I don't think they would have the same attitude. But I do know that John the Apostle, John the Beloved here, doesn't have that attitude. People just have a different version of the word love. This guy that's talking to me thinks that he loves his wife, but he divorces her. He pushes her to the point of divorcing him and has done it on four different marriages. He doesn't understand love. I Trust me, that guy doesn't understand love. And John the Apostle saying that if we love, we know God. If we don't love, we don't know God. Love is of God, for God is love. 
I mean, it's very clearly the description of where we start to find out what love is. Now, love, if God is love, then you have to accept some of the punishments and some of the consequences that God doles out. One of his phrases is, if you obey all of the things I've told you to do, all these blessings will be yours. So he's very generous to those who obey him. And then he says, if you don't obey these things, all these curses will be added to you. So he's very ungenerous to those who don't obey. And so Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey me. You can know the one that loves me by him who does what I tell him to do. So obedience is how God sees love. So we can't go by how the coffee clatch decided love should look like. We can't go by how the church on the corner decided love should look. However they describe it at their little morning Bible study, we can't go by that. We have to take what, what did Jesus say love looks like? John the Apostle was Jesus' beloved, sat next to him all the time, listened to him tell these stories of what love is, and he heard Jesus say, if you love me, you'll obey me, and if you want to know who loves me, it's the one who obeys me. And so we can conclude from that that Jesus says love is defined by obedience. Wow. And so then John says, if you love, what's John talking about? If you're obedient to God and you're loving the least of these, you're kind to those who don't deserve kind, kindness, you love those who are unlovable, you are You know, what good is it if you only love those who are good to you and those who are kind to you and those who are lovable? Even the heathens do that. This is what Jesus, Jesus' own words. So when we look at John's words, we have to to add in what love is defined as. And I think what I've said so far really, really defines what at least some parts of the Bible say what love is. God is love, so therefore what God does is love, and he drowns the whole world in a, in a, in a 40-day flood. And um, he also dies on a cross, lays down his life. And so I think it's pretty clearly spelled out in the Bible that laying down your life, Jesus says, there's no greater love has any wow. man than he lay down his life. So laying down your life has to be defined as love. God came, was born, and laid down his life for us. That's the definition of it. It says three different ways. It says here, this is how he manifests his love through us, is, is laying the cross, laying down his life. It says in two other, three other places, for this is how we know he loves us. He sent Jesus to die on a cross. For God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son to die on a cross. They all end with laying down your life for others. And I have to tell you, at least for me, I didn't deserve it. He's paying my penalty. I should have paid my own. But all I have to do is trust in him, believe in him, and love him. And he'll pay for my penalty. He'll do the time for me. And that's love. Now, reverse that. Will I do that for him? Will I lay my life down for him? Will I give my life for him? Will I, would I, I pay whatever he needs me to pay? Then how about this? Will I do it for the least of these, my brother? Will I do it for the actual people who are just rolling over and ruining their own lives, then crying help? Help me. I, 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 I've destroyed my own life. Help me. Yeah. Well, isn't that what I said to Jesus? For, I've destroyed okay. my life. Forgive me. It's good. 
And so that's what John is talking about here. And we must define love. And we can't just define it by how we want it to be. Like I said, for the morning Bible study, defining it and then saying, okay, that's it. No, we have to define it by the words of Jesus Christ, by the teachings of the new covenant. Mm. And that is, for this is how we know he loves us. He sent Jesus to die on the cross. And this is the love of the Father. He sent Jesus to die on a cross. For God so loved the world. He sent Jesus to die on a cross. That's good. This is how his love is manifested in us. He sent Jesus to die on the cross. So it really is, um, as, you're lis- as I'm listening to you, it's, love is such an action word. Love is a verb. It's just not something you feel. Right. It's absolutely not what you feel. The most, the most of it is obedience. Yeah, it's not emotion. It's not emotion, which it's is action. really kind of diametrically opposed to society today in, in yeah. America. Right. Love is something you feel and you fall in and out of it. Yeah. But what you're saying is that you don't fall in and out of love because it's an action of obedience. That's how God defines it. Is right. that what you're saying? Right. So it's pretty amazing that there's two different, the, um, the, uh, just the way that we have wrecked the word love. Yes. Isn't that interesting? It's just, we feel love, it's emotional. And, but what God says, it's not just emotional. It's mainly it's a verb and it's it's to do it's actions it's yeah. actions that's he, that's amazing yeah. like he keeps to it he he feels emotional of course the does, but that's not all he feels it's backed up by no the but, way he's chosen to love us and we correct same way like we see times where jesus was moved by compassion correct but he didn't just feel compassion and walk away he, he did something did something with it right yeah that's really good because yeah. that is a true form of love is that god felt so much compassion for us he di- he died yeah. he may he sent his son because in the old covenant he would he just has gotten rid of some people you know if they weren't obedient but the new covenant he sent his son he felt compassion and love and we just end with the feeling and not the action yeah. where it's incomplete right and, and in addition to that jesus spoke harshly he Get did. behind me say yeah. he did you brood of vipers you you yeah. you know um yeah. whitewashed sepulchers You've made my father's house a den of thieves Crazy. and throwing over their tables. This is acts of love. Right. The Bible teaches that if you see someone going towards a ditch and you don't warn them, that's not love. That's You're going to be judged for that. You, you, that's hate. And, and so Jesus goes in and does this and, and he responds at the same time. He's weeping over Jerusalem, you know, and he has a wide range of emotions. And that's what love is. And when they talk hate in the Bible... It, it's especially in the new covenant hate and love are such kindred spirits it's hate is actually a, a word that means to love less you know and um hate and love are so close that what we do oftentimes is hate our brother by loving our god by loving him less than ourselves are we we, we do the definition of love less, which sometimes is translated hate in the Bible. Hmm. We love God less, therefore we hate him. He, we love his commands less than our will. We love his desires less than our desires. We love his ways less than our ways. So That's we good. want our ways over his ways. And so John is literally talking about not loving God in back and forth. He's literally talking about loving one another. And... So if we love ourselves more, then we're loving you less. And the Bible defines it as probably as hate your brother um, if you love them less than you. Wow. That's a and lot. so that's why he says, in, in some translations say, if a person doesn't hate their own life, 
and I'm thinking like your hate mother, my own life by brother. by our definition of hate, that's not a good thing and we should never hate ourselves. Right. But what Jesus is talking about in that word he uses that is sometimes in the history of English been translated hate, it really means if you love, you should love yourself less. Perfect. Unless you love yourself yeah. less than God's way, mm. less than God's will, less than the least of these my brethren, less than your, you know, the, the whole world. Putting your brother above yourself. Putting it, yeah. that's all it yeah. really means, but it, it will be translated in some versions as anyone who does not hate his brother or hate his mother, father, brother, and sister. All he's saying is, le- all he's, that word really means is anyone who does not love them less than me. Yeah. That's so good because, you know, that you come to that one, that's a kind of a stumper. Yeah, it is. Especially about your mother, your brother, your sister, you know, and it's, it's like that's such a great explanation is that yeah. you just, it needs to be a love action word, mm-hmm. compassion, love, and, and then in action you obey me. Right. And more Jesus more than you do your family. Or, right. And if you don't obey, you're hating right. Jesus in terms of not in terms of our American word hate, good. which is murderous. It's but in terms of the word that's translated here that I don't I'm not I don't can't say that word, but um, the word that's translated here as hate doesn't mean the same as the English word we use today. And so you got to make sure we have to make sure we differentiate in that word. It's the translation of uh, God. If you don't love me more then you're hating me because you're not loving me more. Wow. And so that's all that word means is pull yourself down below. Like when I married you, I promised you, I will always love Jesus more than you. And I will try to love you more than me. And that would be me despising my own life or me hating my own life in obedience to what Jesus was talking about. That's good. It doesn't, and again, man, I just want to keep saying it in case people tune in late. It doesn't mean hate in the American sense. It means hate in the Jewish, first century really, Jewish, really good, Hebrew, Greek sense that are translated that way. That's good. That's good. So just to shift gears a little bit, we, you know, practically speaking for for us or for anybody on the journey of learning to love our brothers and sisters around us to you know there are lots of barriers and boundaries i think they get in our way like it's easy to go outside you know in any city or town and and see people that are hard to love and we can kind of come up with reasons why i don't need to love you or i shouldn't love you and we want to give up and we want to judge people and write them off so could you two, either of you, start uh, just share a little bit about your story into learning to love the unlovable? Because that's something that the Father's House is known for is, you know. Well, for me, it happened a long time ago when I was a young Christian and I was in a church, a lovely church. And I remember I always wanted to be in the cool group at the church, the pastor's group. and But I always came around way feeling like I just didn't fit in and that. I remember just walking away thinking you're just babbling like a goofball. But anyway, um, I remember being at a, at a uh, shower one day, and it was all the people that were not in the pastor's group and kind of like, like a, a baby shower or something. Baby shower, okay. yeah. Gr- um, and I remember just kind of yeah, they shower, they shower, been a shower. <laughs> group shower. <laughs> group shower, yeah, yeah. Save water, group shower. Anyway, um, so I remember just being myself and cutting up, and and the, all these people were would, would be the not cool group. Uh, which I identify as. And uh, I remember the Lord speaking really clearly to me that day and said, these are your people. And it gave me such a um, uh, permission and a, and a uh, just let me go to be myself. And, and so 
that's kind of how we I started. I don't know about Steve, but then the father's. If you look at the father's house, it's a very unique place of people who may not always belong in certain mm-hmm. situations. And um, I like to f- just to give humanity to people. I like to look people in the eye and make them feel like they're they're special. I don't know if that was the answer, but that that was That's how I st- that was actually how yeah. I practically started because I so wanted to be someone I wasn't, mm-hmm. and because I'm just not that cool, and I'm just I'm just kind of loud and obnoxious sometimes and yeah. I'm witty but but and the Lord just said that, you know what these are your people and I could be myself so choosing not just to love the people that maybe made you look more important Correct. but choosing to love whoever Pe- yeah. yeah just loving the yeah. people in front of me and yeah. and that in the father's house is really really an incredibly uh, cross section mm-hmm. of all kinds of people okay. and I have um, uh, I have been me for 24 years at the father's house I just have really I think the Lord said, you need to be in a, your own church, so let's go ahead and pioneer one because you can't be in any other church because you're weird. Yeah, that's good. Go ahead, honey. Amen. <laughs> and he's weird too. I didn't come didn't. to it as easy as that. I came to it, you know. Yeah, it was harder by, for him. By um, re- kind of rejecting, kind of avoiding hard people, you know. Interesting, huh? I had youth that were troublesome, and I didn't avoid them. And yeah. I went after yeah, them, and I right. helped them. That's good. But in the world around me, I just kind of, you know, I was the guy that skirted the other way, you know, wouldn't turn down this street so I didn't have to go down that street in front of their house. And I was more like that. And mm-hmm. I remember people would say, you want to go to the jail and minister? And I don't know. I don't want to go to the jail and minister. Do you want to go over? We're going to go do this thing in, in here in Orville in Southside. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I didn't feel bad about it. I just didn't feel led to do it. I thought, you know. I, I don't even want to go do that. I didn't have any desire until, you know, I just, I, I, I don't remember the exact moment, but I just remember different points in my life where God showed me that pe- he chose people to send to me and he was going to send me people like this. And that's once I met a few of them, I started to remember the scriptures that spoke of this and spoke about, you know, the ones I've just quoted about, you know, loving the least of these, your brethren, or beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. And I'm like, well, maybe I'm getting this one wrong. And as God began to show me that he wanted me to have a church, and then he wanted me to start uh, in Southside, I had to, then I had to grow up fast. Then I had to apply it fast. The least of these, my brethren... And I had to come to a point where I would, you know, I wanted to. I'd be patient with them. And yeah. and I think it's it was, a, for her, it was a very fast revelation. And I remember that day she came home and told me that. And she was true to it our whole life. And I just wasn't anti. I just wasn't, yeah. I just wasn't, I didn't have a draw. And then when I came to the Father, when I started the Father's House, then I became passionate about making sure that, what if if heavenly beings are looking at me i want them to see love and know that i know god and he knows me yeah and because you you don't know god if you don't have that can you just paint the picture for anyone who doesn't know the picture of Southside orville when you guys first arrived well there was maybe three or four times the dilapidated housing there is today so it was falling down housing everywhere. Sometimes it would burn to where it couldn't be used anymore. Then it'd be abandoned for 20 years. And they're just, they were just untouched. Nobody did anything about them. They were everywhere. 
And there were 400 abandoned cars used as garbage cans. So the, they were just so stuffed. People had pushed on the garbage and packed it in there so deeply. And then it began to fall out and was all over the street. So then people just started piling garbage in the street. So every house had piles. Their yards were junkyards, cars on blocks everywhere, and piles of garbage in the street. I mean, we're talking many, many piles the size of a car or bigger, a small you know, bread truck sometimes. And on the lots, there were dumps. All the dumping on the lots would become really rat-infested, cockroach-infested havens, and it was quite disgusting here. So we came into Southside. Just this isn't anywhere I would ever go. But no drug, drug use, prostitution. Oh, prostitutes yeah, up and we down. We never even went. We never even went to. We South drove Side. around because everybody the, in Orville did. The prostitutes were here, and we're here in Southside, and they'd be out here on Fallbrook and. And then down on Rosebud, and you drive. Th- and when we'd walk it and prayer walk it after the Lord sent us here, you, the you know the real expensive trucks would come down Fallbrook, and they'd wave them over, and they'd get in with them. And you know how prostitutes pick up men, how men pick up prostitutes, I guess. So it wasn't a very happy place to bring your kids, but that's where God brought us. And so amazing. we we identified. We're walking that's down amazing. Elgin Street, and one morning, and God identified this house, and we bought. I bought it that afternoon. And we ended up building the first church there hmm. on that lot. And that's the beginning, and that's yeah. that's history. You know, that's what's awesome. And over the years in Southside, you've had, you know, you've had different encounters with people that have, you know, maybe not always treated you so well and stolen and told, oh you goodness. know, all that stuff. Yet you've, you know, part of the story, your story is you've chosen to love those people yeah. regardless, right? I just had a house burned down from a Twinker. So, I mean, it's like uh, it hasn't stopped, right. you know. And tools stolen. I mean, just mass amount of tools. You'll have somebody in your program for years calling you dad. I mean, calling you, just bragging about you. And then they relapse and they steal from you. Yeah. So, Vicki, maybe I think you tell a story about just uh, – let me find my words. One of the ministries that we have here is Black Road Ministries, which yeah. is uh, ministering to people who have struggled with addictions. And I know that – uh, learning to love people who are addicts was a little bit of a, a journey, right? Yeah, it still is. I mean, yeah. honestly, it's like Steve just talked about. We yeah. just had a, we just had a failure recently, yeah. someone we loved a lot, and our reco- life recovery ministry started in two thousand four, and God kind of played a trick on us because um, we didn't know anything about recovery, and um, uh, all of a sudden we just started a house with them, you know, people who were struggling. And what we found out since then is that it's, it actually is the harvest, in my opinion. In America, it's a harvest. There's so many unloved people. And that's the, that's the bottom line, is that these people were children. They were babies, and someone didn't love them. For the most part, 90, I'd say 95% of the people that we've come in and out of life recovery ministry have not had fathers that loved them. And their mothers probably would be up there too. And that was shocking to us because we had no idea. We were just like, we thought it was just an epidemic of just pick yourself up and dust yourself off, you know. But it's not. When you hear their stories, it's yeah. it's a lack of love, which is obedience and doing something, mm-hmm. the right thing. Their parents were selfish. So what's a child do? What's a child do with um, a parent who's a drug addict? They become a drug addict. So we, when we started the Father's House um, Life Recovery Ministry, we decided that we are going to, well, the Holy Spirit just told us that we have to get to the bottom of the, their lack of love. Yeah. So they deal with some deep healing and emotional things, 
But all of it come all of the addiction. This is mostly. I said all, then I said mostly. It's as you hear the story. It's mostly the lack of love mm. that they weren't. Their parents were selfish and not selfless. Because honestly, love is selflessness. It's an action. Yeah. I don't know if I answered that for That's you. Good. So just learning to see them as not just the the addicts. No, yeah. But no. recognizing that they started as a child that was. It's, it's tragic. And that's yeah. part, like I said, that was the biggest thing for us is that when you hear their story and you re- truly hear people's stories and you, you can, you know, the person on the corner, they just aren't on the corner because they just want to be on the corner, mm-hmm. but they're, they're, they're not in touch with the emotional stuff. They weren't provided or protected. It's tragic. It makes you cry. When you start hearing the stories of the addicts and the abuse, it's, it, it should make you cry. Yeah. And so when one of them makes it and be, goes on to, you know, goes, go, finishes a year program then goes to our school of transformation, then goes on to be on team staff and sometimes pastors at the father's house and they get married and have kids. And it's just like they broken that generational curse. Yeah. And it's, it's an incredible victory, but it's a lot of work and love is work. Yeah. And that, you know, requires sometimes telling them, as you were saying, as Jesus did, he sometimes had to tell them the truth about themselves, even when they didn't want to hear it. Sometimes it looked oh, like boy. feeding them, it looked like discipline, pointing sometimes. out the ditches. There's a, there's a lot there's a lot that goes into loving yes. people, right? In a, in a living community, yeah. you know, not just a, you bypass them in the street. Mm-hmm. You don't need to tell everyone what they're doing wrong right. out there. Right. But once people come into a relationship that's, you know, uh, mentoring yeah. and and teaching yeah mastering their lives helping them master their life then yeah you've got to you've got to be willing to do it all and the truth is just like jesus they could betray you and and um when you put put your heart out as a verb mm. when you when you put your heart out and loving um as something that you just send emotion you, you you're susceptible to all kinds of broken heartedness and you know Steve said the other day it was really sweet. You know, we like we said, we're going through something right now. And he said, you know, it happened to Jesus' rejection and it happened to Paul. I just didn't think it would happen to me <laughs> because it really is because yeah. we love so much. And when you father and mother people, we, we literally do, we really, that's our goals that father and mother, mm-hmm. just like a biological father and mother, they could just, they could just hurt you. And, and all the love that you poured into them and even the correction can then be turned around when they relapse as you, they hate you. Yeah. So that it goes from like he, I think you said in the beginning, Steve, love and hate are so closely close related. Mm-hmm. They're just, you're kind of straddled sometimes. Love and hate as a biblical term are real yeah. closely. Well, related. even in, in life now, it's yeah. somebody says they love you. Yeah. And again, they say they love you. Mm-hmm. So it's, it could be an emotional, they, especially people who are broken who don't really know what love is. Yeah. 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 They could say they love you, but when something goes wrong, then they it becomes hate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So this need to really redefine love on Correct. Jesus' term. Correct. And then show that love to the community and the people around us. And I think that's something that mm-hmm. you know you, you two have really inspired me in, is how, how do we show love to a community that's broken, people that are broken, not just, you know, like you said, turning your back, but giving and continuing to give and giving second chances and third chances and... Yeah. You know, loving even when you're it's met with hate yeah. and just continuing forward and yeah, you know, a, a mud yeah. run with a massive workload, like it's a massive undertaking. Yeah, it is. That's a great way to love. It is. Yeah. A wide range of people. Yeah. You know, they come and you know there were probably some pretty affluent people there yesterday mm-hmm. or the day whenever it was, mm-hmm. and there was some 
a whole lot of people I recognize from the streets, you know. Yeah. And uh, so it's really loving a wide range, and it's, it's a lot, sometimes a lot of work, and yeah. sometimes it's denial of self. You'd really rather be fishing, but you're not. You're there <laughs> working, yeah. taking care, giving yeah. of yourself, you know. I'm just going to uh, go back to the scripture for a moment. In uh, the same chapter, verse 19, he he kind of sums it up for us one, one more time. He so said, verse 19, 19. So, 1 John 4, 19, he says, We love because he first loved us. Yeah. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. You know, right now, like we, like we, I, we talked about, we're going through yeah. some... You know, people who just we feel like have hurt us, and but we still love them. Yeah. But the you know, honestly, for us to to, and we've talked about this in previous on Common Truth, is that you can't you can't remain in hate, Mm. and you know you feel that sometimes you feel, you know, you want something bad to happen to him because you you want karma, but we don't believe in karma. (laughs) You know, Uh, you you want you want the old you want the old covenant eye for an eye. You want God to smite him. But uh, it's it's really a incredible obligation that you can't do that, because it's all over the New Testament about if you don't love, you're not go, you're not going nowhere. Yeah. You know, and um, and hating, it says, what does it say? If you hate, uh, how's it go? The one who does not, the one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you say if you say you you hate people, I mean, just I mean, sometimes lots of Christians never say. We never say we hate people. No. But but our very response to them is hate. Right. And using that measurement that Steve was defining to us, right, that if, if someone says, I love God, but prefers himself over his brother, he is a liar. For the one who wow. does not love his brother, That's whom he just... has seen, cannot love God who he has seen. Right. That's... That's a lot. It's a challenge. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's as uh, clear as can be yeah. as be. long as you <laughs> define love God's way. Yeah. If you don't define God, look, God, love God's way, then you end up with a version of Christianity that doesn't match up to this. And John's pretty clear. He doesn't say you might not be able to. He says you definitely don't know God. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, I, I want to define love. Wow. I want to do it God's way and know him. Yeah. I don't want the in, you know invisible realm to deceive me. That's really good. So for those who are listening today, you know, there's, it, it's not too hard to step outside of your front door and find a need in front of you. Correct. Or, you know, whether it's a lonely person, whether mm-hmm. it's a, you know, helping your next door neighbor who might be elderly, or it's a homeless person, or it's someone in addiction, or, you know, your church. There's, there's so many different ways you can come together to, to demonstrate love as, as John defines it. As I think you got to start it, first right? with the, uh, Luke too. Well, I think that's yeah. in conjunction, but you got to learn to love yourself. It's good because that's really important. I mean, he t- talks about that yeah. and love not not in a narcissistic nar- narcissistic way, mm-hmm. but the, the love that he's talking about. Yeah. Then you're able to give your life away. But even if you don't love your life, don't love yourself. If you give your life away and love someone else, it will help Stops. you love yourself. Yeah. Correct. Yep. So just you know, we encourage you to to start to love the least of these, as Jesus said. You know, he said to. As you do these things for them, you don't know unto me. When That's you, right. You know, when you visited me, you have. When you, sorry, when you visited them, you were visiting me. When you fed them, you fed me, and all That's that right. stuff just calls calls us to step up and into something new. So, um, 
you know, as you as you listen to this, as maybe a challenge and start up of to, am I really loving my brother more than myself? May, to pray, ask Jesus to show you how you can That's take right. a step out in something new. That's right. Doesn't mean that you need to. I think we had one time we talked about a topic like this a couple of years ago on the Uncommon Truth, and someone heard it and said, "I'm going to invite the homeless person to come and live with me." Oh, I don't think that'd and be a good we, idea. You know, that's maybe we're not saying no. That. That's extreme. That's you know, unless the Lord really is telling you to yes. do that. But anyway, yes. we're saying what what can you start doing? Baby steps today to start yeah. living this life, right? Right. Yeah, baby steps, right? Yeah. So thanks for uh, joining us. Next week we. Uh, we'll not have a new episode. We'll probably have a repeat episode. We'll be back. Yeah, but listen to them. They're fabulous. Yeah. I really enjoy them. I don't yeah. know if that's narcissistic or not. <laughs> <laughs> I really talk, I like talking yeah. about Jesus, don't you? Yeah. yeah. It really is but, good. Uh, Thanks it. for joining Thanks. us. Thanks, uh, Luke. We really appreciate it. And please, um, if this blesses you, share, share this with a friend. We want to just spread the message of Jesus. That's right. Bye, you guys. Have a great week. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.